0: For all the work it does, this machine should sell for over $400. You know you're not going to spend $400 for it, not $375 or $350, not $325 or even $300, not $275 or $250, not $225, or even $200, like you all may be thinking. Not $190 or even $180. All you spend for this fabulous machine, an over $400 value, all you spend is just Four easy monthly payments of $39.95. And look what you get. And now it's time
1: to sit back and enjoy the two true freaks internet radio broadcast.
0: Beef bourguignon, French beef stew in red wine we're going to serve it with braised onions and mushrooms and a wine dark sauce A perfectly delicious dish oh. ah. so we could put in a little more tomato paste or a little more thyme in this case we fortunately find it's just right now for the thickening of it now we want to get our pan hot and we're going to saute it in this first until it's brown and then we're going to put it in this pot into which we're going to cook it in the oven. Now this is going to go in a 325 oven and it's cooked very very slowly just at the bare simmer and once it's in except for checking the oven to make sure that it isn't bubbling and boiling. You don't have to look at it anymore. Then all set the soft grain out. And then we simply put the stew back into the casserole. There. You want the flavor of the onions and the beef to so all blend themselves with the that's going a little too hard, so I'll put it inside. There. For about two or three minutes, you have it in the ice box to heat it up very slowly and baste the meat with the sauce. And then, and then you cover it and, and simmer it very slowly for about two or three minutes until everything is tender and hot through. Well, now, this is ready to serve. Right now,
2: yeah.
0: ah. lads, ladies, and luscious listeners, welcome to Eat It and Beat It on the Two True Freaks Network. I'm your chambermaid, Sooty Bottoms. My pillows are fluffed and ready your face.
3: Hello and welcome to Eat It, a show about food. I am Mr. Slice and Dice, and I'm here with my sales associate, Harry Huckster. Step
4: right up, folks, and make your way to the only show where the drinking is real and so is the vaping.
3: reach for my vape right now
4: and i'll reach for my drink ladies and gentlemen that clankety clank you hear should be the sound of the change in your pocket ready to purchase one of our wonderful products which is what we came up with for our food topic and i am happy to say that finally finally for once i came up with a decent i think a decent idea and it all stems from a conversation that we have had on our show several times about uh, since you know in the before times when the, when you know there was a lot of garage selling and a lot of flea markets and rummage sales and and we were talking about the stuff that you would find there and a lot of it was kitchen what would you call it uh, um
3: gadgets
4: gadgets okay yeah kitchen gadgets. Wonderful things to make your cooking and your life easier in the kitchen, and a lot of these things took me back to the old infomercials that that uh, you know now they're everywhere. But you know, yeah, they
3: when, were everywhere in the seventies
4: too. They were, they, they were, they were everywhere. Uh, but but I think now you would see them back in those days. You know, they would be like five minutes clips. And they would, the commercial would be two or three minutes. No, 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 no. Now, you know, channels in mid-afternoon on a Saturday are doing like hour-long infomercial shows on fucking vitamins. They didn't have any
2: class.
4: Yes, they they didn't have any class like they did back in those days. And we're gonna go over the wonderful products and the wonderful personalities that that we grew to know. And and, and 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 love. Uh, now, before we start off, I gotta ask you: Are 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 you a fan of some of these kitchen gadgets? Did you have a lot of them growing up? Were, no. Were, was your family okay? So your family. We, we didn't
3: order. Never... We didn't order anything from the, the mail like that. You didn't and, order anything And I mean, the stuff looked neat because the commercials were a riot ah. to watch, but. You know, one thing I've learned from garage sales and like, and on a second, you know, the thing about this stuff is I'm never gonna buy this stuff new because most of it is just plastic garbage. But you see it in a garage sale for 10 cents and you might want to give it a whirl. And the, the reason this stuff all shows up in a garage sale is, yeah, it does a specific job like really well, but you have to like, dirty this whole complicated implement to like dice an egg (laughs) and then wash it and so uh, and my most famous example is you know the and 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 here's a name we're going to hear a lot as Ron Popeil started the whole thing we are this chicken rotisserie thing where you go oh my god rotisserie chicken is so good and I could put that, that fits right on my countertop, and I could have a wonder, and like, and I'm sure with a chicken in that rotisserie, it's made your whole house smell wonderful. Oh, it made oh absolutely. It a beautiful, beautiful, wonderful chicken, but then you had to take all those parts out and clean it, and clean oh, yeah. the side of it, or it's going to smell like rotten chicken. I fell for
4: it. I mean, it was called the Showtime Rotisserie. And we can't get into the Showtime rotisserie without talking a little bit about Ron Popeil. because he was, uh, you know, there have been pitch men forever, okay, and you know the, but wait, there's more has been around forever, but but Ron Popeil, uh, this guy was born in 1935, and he, he was he was an inventor and uh, a marketing personality. But what he would would do is, you know, he would people would sell him his ideas and their ideas and he would buy them and boom, he could get it on TV and his family was was, you know, they're salesmen. But he found out that, you know, you could make a lot more money from, you know, forget the brick and mortar store. Just go ahead and go on TV, make these commercials. You know, you could get airtime. Now his commercials, you know, he had. Remember the pocket fisherman? Those were like the quick, the quick ones that we would see every yep. once in a while. The pocket fisherman and shit like that. And they looked fun, you know. I always wanted the Mr. Pocket Microphone fisherman. was Mr. A Microphone, friend. exactly. Those were were you know, quick commercials. We'd see him in between our cartoons or whatever. We'd do that, but you know, he he started the whole like half hour to one hour long fake TV audience shows where where he would sell his products like take the pasta maker now the pasta maker he had like a 45 minute show where he had seven pasta makers going and he would crank out different types of pasta and they always had some ditzy girl that says wait a minute you're telling me that you can make this right And people would clap and cheer and everything and he made a bundle but you know his I, and I never had the pasta maker, but I did fall for you. Know, I'm not going to say fall for it because the Showtime rotisserie, two sizes. It was. It worked really good. This,
3: this, the, I mean, it's a, It's basically a toaster. You it's know? a toaster
4: with a rotisserie, but with a what, with
3: a motor in it. Yeah, yeah.
4: What you said is absolutely correct, man. You would the first time you'd use it, you would clean it. You know. And then after the second or third time you'd use it, you'd kind of go ah oh, fuck it, and you'd let it go, and you'd let it go, and you'd maybe just squirt it a little bit. And by the fifth time, man, you would have to spend an hour fucking cleaning that thing. Because I know, because I had one, I, I can mm-hmm. still see where it was sitting in our in our apartment, you know. Um, but it 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 did work good. I'll tell you that much. <coughs> and um,
3: but then you he, start thinking to yourself, it's. Not that much different when I bake a chicken in the oven. <laughs> no, it's 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 you know what I was, mean
4: it was the novelty of the yeah. thing. And these products took up so much counter space. I mean, if you're living in a New York apartment like I was, that thing you don't have counter space at all.
1: If you eat a
3: whole if you cook a whole chicken every week, okay, maybe it it warrants that space on your your countertop and yeah. stuff. If you're a big rotisserie chicken freak and you can't go without it,
4: now you can then go to okay, the okay. store. Bro. you can go to the grocery store and buy one for five bucks.
3: Right, you know? right, right. It's the same price it costs for the raw chicken, <laughs> pretty but, much. But,
4: you know, this thing cooked ribs and it cooked everything. And, and man, they, they made the stuff look so good. And it reminded me – now, were you a fair – uh, like a state fair yes. person. or well, go.
3: well, that's what I was going to say is like we were talking about earlier, you were you and your dad, your dad, especially. And my dad used to take me to the state fair and they would have all these guys at the state fair. And that's what Ron Popeil, Ron Popeil took that show and put it on TV. You know, he did. And he did. and everybody's like, look at that shill audience. That was, that was what people did at the fair when they would do it people would clap and sit, sit there and watch just like the uh, that audience they probably just got a bunch of people in there and you know they're not going to like okay everybody you know clap it, it, people know the drill and uh and people react to a show and they put on a, they put on a show and now oh, the tv did. show is slightly different because they got cameras and they can do all that and the guys who had to do those fair shows Real, they were often just one guy, and they really had to hustle. You know, they really had to like.
4: They, they did because I'm pretty sure it was a commission thing. If you didn't, if you sure. didn't sell, you didn't get paid. And you know, and I fell for it. Now I gotta say, I I have I had bought a lot of stuff at the fair. Uh, one of the things that I bought was actually a uh it was a like a whisk you would put the whisk you'd crack an egg or you'd, you'd milk you put milk and you put this whisk and then you would start ejaculating the whisk back it's called the sonic whisk okay uh-huh. you would whack it up and down up and down it would froth this milk the guy would would froth milk and it would just but make like whipped cream and he would put it in there and, and he'd froth up these eggs and make make omelets i'm like holy fuck! and i sat there for the whole thing and damn it if I didn't buy it, and I never, I think I used it once, and maybe about a year ago, I threw it away.
2: <laughs> so
4: I was like, what the fuck was wrong with me? But I did buy one thing at the fair. My friend Shelly and I, we were at the fair one time, and they had this ha- immersion hand blender. And I'm looking right now at the uh, instruction book. It's called the Bow Mix. And god damn it, this thing did everything. It was like made in Sweden, and the guy made ice cream with it, chopped up ice, and he added milk sugar ice cream. He might, everything, it did everything. And the price was like $200 for this thing. I'm telling you, this was back probably in 19, in 2000 or something, maybe.
3: But it'll last you a lifetime. I
4: still, but I still have it. I still fucking use it every
3: single. It was probably. It was probably. It's legit. (laughs) It it was. That's why it was two (laughs) hundred dollars.
4: It's a real good brand, and I found a vintage one, an older one, one time at the flea market, and I think I bought it for five dollars. It was still in like the case and everything, and I wound up selling it for maybe seventy dollars. And. Because it's it's a really quality product, and that's the only thing. Now the salsa maker and the salsa chopper that that we bought shit. Okay, that that shit didn't work, but uh, but
3: you mean you a, mean the food musher?
4: Yeah, yeah, the food musher or the nut chopper. But it's a callback to a time when we had you know the, the carnival barkers and the hustlers and, and snake oil salesmen. You know they knew that you know you you sell this thing and you better get out of town, you might have a week before some guy comes back. I always wondered how many people came back the next day and said, hey, you know what? The goddamn uh, Sonic Whisk is shit. Give me my Not many,
3: because you had to pay to get into the fair and go for a day. You didn't go back to the fair just to to complain to the guy.
4: Nope, nope. You wouldn't do it. You didn't have to go back. You wouldn't want to go back to the fair to to complain to the guy to do that. Uh, But, but, so we were just talking about uh some of the products that uh that that i remember seeing on on tv and some of them were pretty outrageous and i think that my pal and i were actually talking about it the other day that he wanted to buy a bamboo steamer and i said hey man do you remember those infomercials and he goes the one where they would put the bread in there the day-old bread and it would come out nice and fresh and he said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one we were talking about." And and goddamn, that was probably the first fucking infomercial that I remember seeing. And it was called the Orient Express Bamboo Steamer, and it was 1981 because they 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 really went on the Orient Express uh, Asian type of kick. And if you ordered it, you got a free set of wind chimes. And I, Kitty Knox, I pulled up the commercial, and it's the exact same one. And I sent it to my friend Lee, and he goes, you think the number's still good? Because he wanted to buy a fucking big bamboo steamer like that. But, yeah, that's the one that I remember that that, that still sticks with me in, uh, in my mind. But, man, going back, I can look at these things, and they had a way of making you want to buy them. They, they, they you know, it's like the Mr. Microphone. It looked like great fun. It probably was for a while, but I came across something called Burrito Perfect. Now, do you remember back in the malls when chicks would fold the T-shirts? They had like this plastic mm-hmm. thing. that They would lay the T-shirt on. they flip one yes. thing over, flip another thing over. They had that. The Burrito Perfect. For burritos. I do For remember. Burritos. You would put your tortilla there and put your filling in. Flip one to the side, flip the other side, flip the back side, and then roll it, and you made the perfect burrito. And I was going there going, this is absolutely ridiculous, but I would love to have one, just to have it. Just to have it. And, and man, these things, they they, they really knew how to to put them on TV and 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 make them look good
3: well because they take a a job that like there's just a lot of people who don't know how to deal with food always have their food made for them and if they try to make food they come upon a hard task so then they think that's the answer to it but it's you know it's 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 really it's really not it's just learning to do the thing correctly so you don't have to (laughs) use a you know I mean like basically like you want to you want to dice a potato tomato well if you have a sharp knife you you, you can, can dice it. up that potato beautifully <laughs> but it, but if you have the food chopper you can no, take up tomato the, and put it in there and go
4: if you have Ronco's Popeil Veg Omatic
3: yeah another food squat another food you don't need to do
4: that you can rotate these three metal discs that 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 come in in the pack you can make french fries you can make waffle fries you can mince and dice and i remember my grandmother she had one and when i was going through her apartment there it was it was still there but man you had to get some serious leverage to push this thing down mm-hmm. it, it would work i mean it, it it worked but you were right they were plastic now my friend Mark has you're, has. you're
3: better off with a mandolin slicer, yeah, you know. My
4: oh yeah, like a French mandolin. But my friend, but Mark has a professional like French fry uh, maker. I think it probably costs a uh, buck fifty, or I don't know what it is. But it's all metal. You can put the dyes in there. You put the French fry. You put the potato, and you lower that thing, and boom, it pops right out. Same thing, but man, that that is a nice thing. But I. You don't need... How often am I going to hand-cut french fries? And I think he's probably used it about four or five times since, since he's had it. But it does a hell of a job. But the sure. vegematic would have done it too, you know?
3: Sure, but I could hand-slice french fries with a knife in just a couple seconds, and then just wipe the knife off, and I'm done, <laughs> you know? <Yeah. laughs> don't, like, don't, I, You know, trust me, I work in a restaurant. Those... Those choppers ha, uh, have a little, lat, you know, a, a, a grid of blades, and like you know, the Ronco ones are—it's just cheap metal blades that that catch everything in them that you've just sliced through that you have to clean, you know. And they're they're they they've got lots of little edges and corners and stuff, and they're you know, you're just gonna spend a lot of time scrubbing it out get if you're doing ma- like that stuff always works better in restaurants where you're doing mass quantities of food Yeah, you're you're coo- gonna, coo- you're when, gonna, you're when you're gonna, cooking at home and it's like I need a potato diced and you pull out this thing and assemble it and go and then take it all apart and wash it <laughs>
4: <laughs> there was there was a, a, a product that I saw called the easy cracker now what would you think a product called the easy that was my cracker. nickname easy cracker
3: in the hood, yeah. I was the crack- sidekick to Easy Reader.
4: Easy. easy Reader. who? How many people out there you think don't know who Easy Reader was? It's
3: like a Morgan Freeman, isn't mm-hmm. it?
4: Mm-hmm. Correct. Easy Reader. But the Easy Cracker was... It looked like a big pair of scissors that you would put an egg in and you would squeeze it yes. and it would crack the egg for you and not only because you are a
3: useless moron (laughs) because you
4: are a useless moron but not only could it crack the egg but it was an attachment that it could separate the yolk from the white Mm. but the best part was watching people try to crack an egg without the easy cracker they would smash the egg on the counter, it would shoot up into their face, it would get on their t-shirts, it would just be everywhere,
3: you know, you couldn't do it. That that was a big thing in the 70s and 80s, commercials that told you this, you are a moron, <laughs> you can't do anything, look at dad, <laughs> like there were yeah. lots of videos with dad going, I don't know what's going on and mom goes, oh dad, this? you'll oh. get it together someday, huh? <laughs> You know, it was just, yeah, that, that, that commercials have just got into like commercials are just surreal now, but they used to be just totally like, you're a piece of shit and you can't do anything, (laughs) but don't
4: worry. You can't boil pasta. What (laughs) you need to have is the magic meal. The magic meal is amazing. It is a, it's a pot with three separate levels. Okay. You put your pasta on the bottom level you can put your meatballs on the next level and then you could cap it or put something else on the third level. And it's all done at the same time. Alright? And then you can just stream it and boom. It's right right for your plate. You're perfect. Well, there was that was another one then. Steam
3: meatballs.
4: There was nothing and, and meatballs were big. There was the meatball rack where you could roll your meatballs. Not only could you could actually have a it looked like a big pair of uh, tongs that would shape your meatballs. You could line them up on this rack, elevate them so you didn't have to fry the meatball, even though that's where you get most of the flavor from your meatball, is by frying it.
3: Right, You just put them in the your... oven,
4: put them on this rack, cook them in the oven, and you're good to go. Uh, just ridiculous, but God... I
3: want it. You remember that thing where you just stuck a little piece of, like a little thin metal rod in the bottom of the egg and it would that uh, Popeil, scramble?
4: That is a Popeel uh, project. Uh, th- um, that the inside is the egg a,
3: scrambler.
4: I wanted it. I, I wanted it. That was one of the, it was called the Inside the Shell Scrambler. This device electronically shakes the egg to provide evenly blended whites and yolks. I mean doesn't every kitchen need one? I mean come on, who needs to whip this stuff with a fork when you could when you could just you know, hit it in with this little needle thing that had a little blade and it did it in the fucking egg right there, right for you. You crack the egg and you didn't even have to make you didn't have to whip it to make the omelet. Amazing. Amazing. I want it. And 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 the Jameson's bottle here and the eBay account, god knows what the fuck I'm going to go and buy tonight because I want the bacon
1: bowl. And oh, geez. when
4: the microwave came out, that was a. I mean, I mean, have you ever tried? That was
3: one of the grossest, the grossest times because everybody wanted to figure out how you could cook everything and everything all your in the meat, microwave. meat in your microwave, and it's just like, just no, stop it, guys. So there were all these things like. Didn't think you could cook meat in a microwave, did you? But now, look, we've got this plastic pan that lets you cook your meat in the microwave and absorb all the chemicals from your plastic pan.
4: Have you ever tried bacon cooked in a microwave?
3: Yes, I have.
4: It Because t- my mom had the fucking microwave bacon thing. And this is back when the microwaves were huge. You talk about the goddamn...
3: Uh, yeah, because it, uh, it was. Yeah, everybody was like, "Let's do some magic tricks with our microwave." Yeah.
4: well, bacon tastes like shit cooked in a microwave. It just tastes like shit. It, it's not gonna. It's not gonna. It, it, yeah. It's garbage. And there was also something called the French fry maker. Okay, and it was an all-in-one thing. You would push. You push the thing down. It would separate cut your potatoes into french fries and then you put it into the microwave and the the picture made it you know the tv show made it come out like it was perfect these perfect french fries in the microwave god what a wonderful idea but you know they tasted like shit you you absolutely know it
3: yeah because french fries are about potatoes sucking up oil and getting crispy not about not about just being cooked they're just those are just cooked potato sticks there was also
4: there was also one called, that you could the same concept to make potato chips. It came with a little mandolin. You would go ahead and, and cut your potatoes and line them up in a circular little rack. Put yep. them in the microwave, and man, you made the best potato chips in the world. Fuck, I didn't have that one. I, I'm I'm i you know embarrassed to say that I did have. Some of these products, and I still use the Perfect Patty. Yeah.
3: When we were in college, we had we had uh, one of our roommates' parents gave them the Hot Diggity Dogger, mm. which was a toaster that fit two yes. two buns and two hot dogs in it, and you could just pop them in there. And we actually used the Hot Diggity Dogger quite a bit because we were college students.
4: Let me tell you something. There is out there a vintage old model of the same machine that's all chrome and from the 1950s it's beautiful I've, I've only seen one one time but every once in a while i try and find one but it's you know it's made to do the same thing but it's not you know plastic or whatever the hot diggity dogger was but it was you see those hot doggers at the flea market or garage sales all the time you also see the um the little hot dog warming machines that you would work by putting one end of the hot dog in one yep. side of the metal clip and another one in the metal clip. And man, that would cook the shit out of that hot dog. It tasted like plastic.
3: Yeah. But yeah. You just you basically put your, smell. your hot dog in the electric chair.
4: Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, but it, it, it worked. And I, and I, you know, had one, one, that I bought it. You could also selling.
3: do the same thing by just cutting a, a, a lamp wire. <laughs> it's your and sixth sticking grade science experiment. <laughs> like it's your prison. sixth
4: grade science experiment, you know?
3: Yeah, or a prison meal.
4: Now, I was talking about the perfect patty. Now, I still have it used a perfect patty. Now, it's it's a, basically a piece of PVC clear plastic tube and, and a plunger. And it comes with about seven plastic discs that fit perfectly into this tube. Well, you, you you throw a little bit of hamburger meat in there, you plunge it down, and then you throw a disc in. And you make the hamburgers the exact size you want, and then you, you just keep going until you fill out the disc, the tube, and then you push them all out, and you separate them, and you freeze them, or whatever. And I still have it. I used it even last week. And I, I get laughed at a lot because, you know, yeah, it's more of a kids thing, but you I actually clean, you
3: gotta clean a tube a greasy. Then you gotta piece. clean
4: the tube. You gotta clean the tube, but but I still have that. I still use it. Uh there was something called pancake puffs. Now, the only reason I, I mentioned the pancake puff is that it is based on a cast iron pan that used to be able to make these things called able skeebers which are like little round pancakes little round mm-hmm. dough I mean if you have one if you ever see one of these pans at a garage sale they are worth some pretty good money uh, but this was the cheapo one that you could go ahead and and pour a little pancake batter in there and slowly with a little tool they give you you would turn it and you could make a round pancake incredible you could put a, a, an apple a, an apple slice in the middle but that idea's been around forever, but people had never seen it. Because you don't see able Keeper pens very much. Unless you're in my kitchen, I have one that I think I haven't used in about eight or nine years. But I do have one. <laughs> and and uh, I have the cast iron one. I don't have the uh, the fake uh, cheap knockoff one. But, you know, I, I, I love talking about this shit because I... I fell for it half the time because I, you know when I first came to New York, I would come home, you know, drunk, and these are the things that would be on TV in the middle of the night: uh, the Ginsu knife. I mean, we all remember remember that one. That that was that was another one of the classic cutting through ones. a Pepsi
1: you know, can. Cutting through amazing. a
4: Pepsi. You can cut through a Pepsi a Pepsi can, or that, that that's the one that had the guy that was trying to cut through the tomato. And he would fucking make a mess out of his, his the tomato. Just tear the shit out of the, out of the tomato. But, yeah, but those Ginsu knives, they actually stayed pretty sharp for a long time.
3: Yeah, well, uh, the, I mean, it's like a type of knife that I just think nobody was familiar with. And now, like, Ginsu, Ginsu-type knives are just in everybody's house now, you know? I mean... We have three different variations of them on the, in the in the restaurant, and it's because of the the um. I don't know what the term is for for the blade on it, but they have that yeah. that, that serrated blade.
4: Oh, I and... have a couple of a uh, vintage. Ginsu type knife that I bought at a flea market. It still had the little plastic. This is before it was Ginsu. Okay, it was the same, the same thing. A bunch of a bunch of executives were sitting around talking fake Japanese, and someone said Ginsu. It means nothing. They're like, hey, that's a great idea. So they changed mm-hmm. the name of their knife company uh, to Ginsu, and they went ahead and started doing that. The commercials at night, you know, and they'd have, Yah! it would open up with some guy chopping a watermelon or something in half, and and they just made a mint. All it takes is one goddamn good idea. You can one goddamn good idea and you're set, you know? And and I can never come up with one. I, I, well, I've had good ideas. And But uh, I've got bad friends. That, that They drag me down, man. They drag me down. The freshwater langostinos, I thought about getting into that. Back when they had them at the Sizzler. I said, what if I could raise these freshwater langostinos? Uh, tried to borrow money nah you're an idiot no way wouldn't do it idiots uh, just you got friends that fucking the, the wing what rack are those, probably, are
3: those are those clams they're like
4: lobsters they're like little lobsters they're oh, like little geez. little fucking i, I could have got in the ground floor the wing rack i saw that that one the, the wing rack is perfect it's a little it looks like a little uh coat hanger that you hang your chicken wings on them they're perfectly hung chicken wings, and you put them in the oven or in the barbecue, and they don't touch each other, and they cook perfectly. Why couldn't I come up with that idea? You think I'd be sitting here fucking drinking Jameson's if I had come up with the wing rack? Probably. (laughs) 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 I came up with this idea. You know, I'll go ahead. I'll give everyone out there. just have
3: more Jameson's. I'm going to give everyone out
4: there (laughs) my ideas. Take them, because I'm not going to do anything with them. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here fucking, this is what my life has become. How about this one? Roll-on deodorant for behind your
3: ears. Isn't that just roll-on deodorant?
4: No, no, it'd be small. You ever rub behind your ears with your finger and smell it? It stinks, you know? It, they don't care. You, you don't you say you so. wash behind your ears when you're a kid. You don't do that shit. I thought of, like to said, put some fucking little, little like lipstick right there behind your ear deodorant. I could have made a mint. But my friends dragged me down. Said, You're an idiot. Forget it. Stupid. Just wash behind your ears. I say yeah, like you wash behind your ears. That anyway. That's. I'm not going to be a Ron Ron Popiel, who's still alive, mind you. And and uh, he he sold his company, and he blames the downfall of the set it and forget it product on when he sold his company. They went ahead and outsourced all the parts. And manufacturing to China, which I find hard to believe, because where were they making it before? Hong Kong or something? I, yeah, I knew they right. were not making it here, but he he uh, he blames it on on that. He's still you know he's still a consultant for for different companies or whatever. You know he just he just retired from the huckster business. Now they have the copper pan lady out there doing that stuff, uh, but he doesn't do it anymore. You know he made he made his he made his bucks. Now we have Kathy uh, uh, Mitchell's Red Copper Pan, which you know I watch it and I say, hey, I might want to get that. Then I slap the rubber band on my wrist to bring me back into real life because I don't need that and I don't need the Blooming Onion Maker.
3: It's all cu- you can get it all a couple years later at a garage. Sale. <laughs> you can get it all a couple really years later
4: have to at the garage sale. Uh, so you know I I. I I was thinking about old Ron Popeil, and, and I was, you know, figuring w- what his, you know, best uh, selling products were. Now you you were right. Uh, his the product that he made the most money on was the Showtime rotisserie, and that's also the thing we see most at garage sales now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's the Showtime rotisserie, and then comes the Flippets. Now the Flippets... Uh, they were, uh, how do I describe a flip it? They were used for, uh, cooking items and protecting them from, from the splattering oil. Basically there were those, there were those little things that you can put on top of the, uh, the, the, yeah, well, like
3: a little it, piece of mesh. Well, put over the... yeah,
4: I kind of got it wrong. You would insert the piece of mesh into the hot oil. Okay. So it would be at the bottom of the pan. Then you would throw your chicken in, and then you could simply lift this little thing up, and everything you fried would be right there. You didn't have to go in there with tongs or a basket. If you didn't have a basket in your fry later, you're using a pot. This would just – you could lift up the handle, and there it all was. You know, that that was pretty good. I, I got to say I, I – that would be neat because I like to fry chicken in, in a Dutch oven. But, you know, you use the tongs. You don't need it. You don't fucking need it. The solid food injector. It was basically like injecting your uh, cupcakes with chocolate, uh, your your herbs, butter into chicken. It was just a fucking uh, a hypodermic needle that you could fucking shoot shit into your food. Dialomatic. Dialomatic was like a mandolin, but it had a dial on it, like a like a telephone. You just turn the dial and that would decide the thickness of your fucking slices. Palomatic, great name. Then the five tray electronic food dehydrator and beef jerky maker. Because, you know, you don't want to fucking yeah, buy that, beef that, jerky. You can make it that, at home.
3: That was a big deal. A lot of people I remember got that.
4: Oh, in the 80s, everyone was fucking drying shit. They were drying everything, making but. There's nothing worse than beef jerky made in a fucking air dryer. you got to make it in the oven.
3: Yeah, I was uh, just going to say, meanwhile, everybody had an air dryer in their house. Oh, yeah. At the, all the time. It's you see called them the an gruff? oven at low temperature.
4: And, and the next one is the bagel cutter. This is a template for cutting bagels. In college dorms and delis alike, it allows users to cut a bagel without removing a finger. Now, how about that? You don't. You, you're a moron. You're going to cut your finger off by cutting a bagel. You need to put it in this little patty and slice it. Just
3: something that holds it for you, basically, yes. and centers your knife because you're a child.
4: And the next one that you were talking about and you brought it up was the in the shell scramble. That was his uh, another one of his big money makers. And I remember the name of the Ginsu knife. Before it was Ginsu, it was called Quick Cut. And that's the knife that I have. I have a Quick Cut original that I bought still in a little cardboard sleeve and I was going to sell it. And I used it one day to cut some bread and I was like, oh shit, this is a pretty good knife. And, uh, and I still use it, but that's the company that, you know, they were selling a few things at the fair or whatever, you know, Quick Cut. But... That's the company that changed their name to fucking Ginsu, and the rest is history, man. The rest is history. And I think Ginsu knives are probably still out there. I didn't, I didn't think to to, to Google them or, or check out. They've just the become,
3: them. they've just become a standard knife that you see where you go mm. to buy knives. They're not even thought of as Ginsu knives anymore. They're just no. thought of usually as long bread knives. <laughs> They're usually yeah. used bread knives now.
4: I wish I had a good but this you know, my wife is afraid of this of this cuts in it knife because it it's scary and she doesn't like to cut it. And the fucking thing is sharp. I mean and it does what it's supposed to do. So I still have that and I use it. And uh you know, this is this is actually the part of the show where we would normally turn to our herders corner to do a herder recipe. But um I don't think that old George Leonard Herter probably wouldn't, uh,
3: no, wouldn't be he... too keen on no. these
4: on these products. It's competition. That... <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, he wanted his wives pregnant. He wanted his women, you know, his wives, I don't know. he wanted his women pregnant and he wanted them fucking cooking real meals in the kitchen.
3: He just didn't want any other hucksters making yeah. money.
4: So I saved the best for last we haven't talked about this item yet, another huge garage sale find, and that is the bread making
3: machine. Oh yeah, everybody got rid of their bread making machine. The bread after, making like, three three machine months.
4: is you know, during it, it originated in Japan, okay? And it was incredibly expensive when it first came out. But then the prices started to drop to about two hundred dollars for a bread making machine and we're talking back in the 90s you know that's when they started in 93 94 and somebody gave us a bread making machine i didn't want it but my wife wanted now i swear to god this thing is fucking huge. it's actually called the bread machine and it's huge and it sits on the very top shelf taking up valuable real estate in my pantry and I think she's used it about three or four times and so I said alright you know I'm gonna take the bread machine down and I'm gonna make bread with it and see I've never used it she's used it but I've never had I'm gonna try and do it so I went ahead and I took it down and it's huge I mean it is the size of probably a small microwave that you can get now uh, and it comes, it comes with a recipe book but the thing is is you have to follow this – you know, we had brought this up before. Making bread is alchemy. It's, it's science. And, it, and it's it's more so when you're using a bread machine because you have to put everything in at, in, in a specific order. First the oil, then the salt, then the sugar, then the – but you put everything in at once. And I did a basic recipe for white bread, which has, you know – Lemon juice, yeast, water, sugar, salt, uh, vegetable oil, three cups of bread flour, and you throw it all in there at once, and then you program the machine. Now, I I thought it was going to be a lot louder than it was. It wasn't as loud as I thought, but it did have, you know, but the thing does everything for you. It starts off on, it takes about... Oh, five five hours to make the bread. But it it starts off, there's a little thing on the bottom, and it mixes your dough. And after your dough is mixed, it to the next cycle, and your, your dough starts to rise, because I guess the pan heats up. And then after the dough proofs, it sits for a little while, then it rises again, and then it starts cooking. And you have to listen for these eight beeps. But in between the eight beeps, there's like two beeps to let you know, okay, you're getting close. And there's three, and there's four, and there's five, six, seven. Then finally, after eight beeps, you can take the bread out. And I have it here. I will post pictures on the website. It is a loaf of bread that has, I mean, it looks like white bread. It has a little hole in the back of it where where the blender part was. Uh, it's not the most beautiful bread in the world but i'm going to actually cut it now with uh, with my fake ginsu knife so uh, a little I've, crust on
3: it yeah huh? it's
4: got it's got a crust on it i uh, i make bread all the time so and uh, so gonna okay it's a pretty piece of bread so I'm going to go ahead and sorry George Leonard Herger you're probably spinning in your grave well all right you know it's got more taste than your wonder bread but there's no love in this bread there's no, you know, that, it's got a little crust on it. Like I got say, it's better than, like, store-bought bread, I guess, but not as good as the bread that, that I could make, you know, from scratch. Right, Just right. using the Like known in your method. Dutch oven or something. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm...
3: But you didn't you have, know, to need it and, have to knead it, and put it in a bowl but, with a cloth over the top of it, or anything.
4: But what we had said before holds true. This thing is huge. It takes up a lot of counter space, and it and now you got to clean makes, it. And oh yeah, I didn't clean it. Ah, probably, you know, it's a nonstick pan. It probably just needs to be clean. Put it back up the fucking cupboard. It yeah. makes a it makes a, a loaf of bread that's about half the size of your Wonder Bread. But uh, there's really no love, uh, right? But it's not bad. But there's a whole different bunch of recipes. There's like fancy bread you can make, and uh, all kinds of different stuff. But well, it's it, it it's not bad. But it's not it's not worth taking up valuable real estate. And again, yeah. something that you'll do for a while. Little look, I any bread. that has got this hole in the back, which um looking kind of sexy right about now but you know it is what it is it's it's a it's a fun kitchen product that you can bring down once in a while and and uh, throw everything in there it's like making a drink you put everything in there you give it a shake and your cocktail's done five hours five hours later (laughs) but but, you know if you're making bread at home it's going to take about that much time but you're going to get a lot more of uh, satisfaction
3: yeah. Uh, and yeah. making it yourself. Yeah.
4: And uh, you know, personality. Uh, uh, yeah, there's no love in this bread. There's no love. But I mean I, I, I guess that's her. you can tell this is a passion of mine that, that that I love. I love to watch those the, the golden age of infomercials is over. I, I I I ordered something called the Red Devil years ago and it was this it looked like a big huge walk with legs. And it was like a gas-powered barbecue that you could hook up a small butane tank to it. And I ordered this thing after coming home from the bar, watching the infomercial, and used it for years. And like a week or a year later, they took them off the air because they were blowing up all over the country.
2: Oh, jeez. But,
4: <laughs> but you can look up Red the Red Devil, and, uh, and you'll see that they, they had a tendency to blow up. But we used the hell out of that thing. We made paella with it. Uh, we steamed seafood in the outside. It was a great, a lot of fun, and it had its own bag that lasted about an hour for a tour. But we got a lot of use out of the Red Devil, and uh, I don't think you can find them on eBay because they they blow up.
3: They have blown up. Yes, <laughs> yes,
4: they are not. And uh, on that, that's that's my look at or our look at uh, infomercials and kitchen gadgets. Um, unless you have any any. Closing statements that you'd no, like to not, add?
3: Not really. I think I got all the all the my favorites in there.
4: You did. You did. You got the uh, inside the egg scrambler, yep. which you know, if, if you grab a chicken and really shake them, maybe you could, yeah. you could get the same result. You know,
3: hey, just set off firework You know, M80s <laughs> outside the chicken coop every once in a while. Scare
4: them that did and did scramble the whole thing up. And and speaking of that, I'm looking over at. The green room, and it looks like someone built some type of Rube Goldberg
3: type. They're of wheeling all sorts of machinery this, this, in there.
4: Maybe it's one of those. Are they playing a gigantic game of mousetrap or or steam or, uh, Oh, wait, no, I don't.
3: It's more like Twister, sort of.
4: Yeah, it, 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 I don't think it's mousetrap, and I don't think that's a Rube Goldberg uh, device. Uh, there, something's
3: I, <laughs> getting trapped.
4: I see some steam, um, maybe. I'm going to go defog the windows and see what's going on in there. And, uh, and with that, uh, we'll, uh, we'll see you back here in a little while.
3: We'll be right back.
1: Everybody loves sex, but why does it have to be so hard? Has this ever happened to you? Oh, no. Uh Uh-oh, that wasn't supposed to go in there. Oh, boy. How embarrassing. Careful, careful. (laughs) Wow, that's got to be painful. There's got to be an easier way. Hey, I'm glad you mentioned that. Worry Clawhammer here to fill you in on the Clawco Sex Genie. Never suffer the humiliations and inconveniences that most suckers have to deal with whenever they decide to get physical. Wear it like a normal, unobtrusive sex belt, and you're going in with everything you need. There's a lube dispenser when you want to speed things up, and numbing cream if you need to slow down. A collapsible guidance funnel makes sure that the missile hits its mark, if you know what I mean. The built-in MP3 player plays your favorite music, or pre-recorded grunts and moans, for when you need to rally the troops. Three built-in HD cameras provide unique angles for your erotic memory bank. The deluxe model has disco lights and an incense burner. Get yourself one while we can still ship these suckers across state lines. The Clawco Sex Genie is available for 13 payments of $59.99 only from Clawco. Be sure to check out our other fine products like the Clawco Pigeon Rotisserie, Mr. Mashed Potato Head, the Clawco Green Bean Shaver, the Clawco MP3 Cleaner, and many, many more. Remember, if you don't like Clawco, you're bonko!
3: Hello, and welcome to Beat It, a podcast about sex and porn. Today, I am uh, Brad Everetti, and I am here with my co-host, Deuce Machina.
4: And if you know what that reference is, you are a bad ass. And, And,
3: And I, you know, this is, this is... Uh, show's gonna be about sex machines, and not just like not your 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 mother's dildo. No, not toys.
4: We we've yeah, covered toys. toys before.
3: We, but we're talking we're talking thing when when you're done with your toys <laughs> and you got to get complicated. <laughs> not not yeah, we're talking more like you know, Barbarella uh, or. Um, oh. Woody Allen's sleeper, where you oh god, they, what, the orgasm orb? machine.
4: Well, the orb, yeah, the orgasm. God, I love sleeper. I've thought about that movie in a long time. There, he wrapped them up in a aluminum foil, like like they put them in the freezer. What a what a great fucking movie. Anyway, okay, Woody <laughs> Allen's sleeper, but yeah, uh, sex machines. Um, I, I'm pretty sure that as soon as man harnessed the power of wind or oxen. <laughs> Or, or whatever, that they probably came up with some goddamn kind of sex machine. Not, Let's not, not talk d- d- about d- d-
3: harnessing d- oxen for well, sex the Well, the, <laughs>
4: the, the, the power of the oxen, okay? I mean, if you could put an ox on a fucking wheel and have the ox run around the wheel, you know, chasing a really? fucking carrot. Oh, yeah. Somebody, no, somewhere.
3: We're, we're, we're going to be talking some machines that, that oh, are measured in horsepower, you know. my
4: God. Uh, you know, that it, it couldn't have come far from the first time man found a way to harness the power of steam or, or fucking anything that, that there was a goddamn machine for sex. I mean, now we... I can't help but go back, and I bring this episode up a lot because I loved it. Our Star Wars episode with with Ray and the sex machine. I mean, that 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 is what I think of, and that was a sex a sex machine, you know. And you yeah, that
3: and- that was that was what everybody. Now, this is a question. This is one of the things I wanted to ask you. Now, everybody's always saying, yeah, you know. Someday they're going to finally come out with the sex robots and it's going to be all over. I don't know if that's the case. Because I, like a sex, like a sex robot, like a real, like, if that, when they get to that point where you make a, somebody that's like a a robot person that you can have sex with. I would imagine something like that would be really expensive and a lot of maintenance. Okay, yeah. Cleaning. (laughs)
4: <laughs> well there's it's not gonna school- go take a shower afterwards there's so- two schools of thought for me on that now we have the data who is fully functional okay as a sex machine i mean he him and tasha yard did it all right and then we have the uh, west world type of robot uh which is you know Pretty simu- acceptable. A human
3: sim- hum- human simulation. Is yeah, what
4: he- I mean, the, it, uh, would you know? Would I want to have sex with a data type robot? Nah, you know, nah. nah, nah, nah. Didn't data have a daughter? He made not not in the nude Picard, but he but he but he made a, a fucking. Yeah, he daughter, made a
3: daughter man. in next yeah. generation. Yeah, yes. I
4: didn't. I, I wouldn't want to have sex with a daughter if she was fully functional. You know, but the Westworld type of girl
3: oh well yeah 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 that's and and that's where you're getting as you know as far as you're gonna go you know yeah you can't or, get- or or maybe enhance them a little bit in some way but you know they've got vibrating internal organs or something of, of but course. but but you know okay so, so, and nobody's gonna argue that people will not have sex with something like a westworld robot but I have a feeling that, like, if it ever get, gets to that point, it'll be something for rich people because it'll be incredibly complicated piece of machinery, high maintenance and stuff. So I don't um, know if, like, you know, and that—that's the that could be the future of of sex machines. But I don't know if it'll be like people are like, it's all over. Nobody'll even date no, anymore. No, no, it's no. It's like no, no. Think... Joe, Joe six pack on the street won't be able to buy a sex robot. He might be able to rent one. There no. go. But <laughs> yeah, from go, the go.
4: research I did on this topic is you can take $300 and you can walk into the Home Depot and you can fucking build yourself a sex machine.
3: Well, a lot of with, people are with, making them with reciprocating saws. <laughs>
4: yes, Sawzaws. reciprocating saws, saws, uh drills, okay? Um I saw a video from Japan no knocking on the Japanese. They make a great bread machine, as as we mentioned earlier. But someone in Japan made a sex machine with a, a printer, a like a a huge uh, IBM type printer, where the uh, stylus or whatever goes over to one side. And then shoots back to the other side, and there's a phallus on the other side. And you can hear these guys laughing and, and, and yeah, exactly. And just shows you human nature, you know, they probably we probably invented the wheel first. And then next thing we invented something that we can fuck or that would fuck us. That that's the way we are. And I tried to find the earliest that's patent. That's
3: probably how we figured out how to make holes in the ground to put seeds in.
4: Seeds. God, I, I, the, the loaf of bread that was baked on the last episode had a hole and I wanted to fuck it. Yeah. I mean, come on, yeah. that, that's our nature. Uh, the, I was looking at the patents, all right? 1891. A very, very early steam power. Total combustion steam-powered uh, fuck machine. Okay? It's an industrial model steam-powered dildo. And they received the patent for this in 1891. So it has a boiler. It has a chain. Uh, the boiler would, would... You'd probably put some sterno down there and the steam would come up, turn the chain, which turned a crank, which turned another crank, which turned a shaft that has this fucking phallus on it. And that is an early fucking version. So steampunk, you know, I, and it makes you wonder this, this could be used by both sexes, sex machines. I mean, back in the day, you know, if you were a homosexual, you wanted to get the fucking, the steampunk fucking machine because you could, you could satisfy yourself and not get fucking safely the, yeah. yes. taken out of town on a rail and tar and feathered. I mean, why not? And it, it, yeah, and and, I, and there are some. I did do research on the sex machines and the, the, um, you can go to YouTube and find the fucking machine on a cordless drill. And it is, it is just a, a cordless drill that someone mounted in a black box. They sprayed the penis black. You know, you could spray it whatever color you want. You can spray it yellow, red, blue, polka dot, whatever you want. White, doesn't matter. They just happen to spray it black. And you sit on the box and you turn on the, on the, the drill. And instead of a drill bit, it has the penis on it. And man, you go to town. And and there are instructions on how to make all of this stuff online. And there are expensive. You can go now. I would, luxurysexmachines.com. Now this website is not in use anymore, but they had a product that looked like a, I don't know what the fuck it looked like. It. Look like a cockpit in a fucking spaceship. It's red, and you lie in it.
3: Yeah, that was thing... the one that they had the, the, the sales video for, right?
4: Yes, yes. The website, I tried to go to the website. It's not there anymore. It says, yeah, it, my, my computer was like, are you really want to go to this website?
2: Yeah. Are
4: you sure you want to go to this website? <laughs> Put the VPN on. Okay, I, you know, you might not want to go to this website. And finally, it took me there and said this website is no longer exists because this thing is the Cadillac of sex machines it actually extreme sex machines from uh sensual to brutal sex now I don't know how much enjoyment you can get from from <laughs> a sex machine but i but but i would probably think there's a certain I, percentage uh, of the population
3: apparently there's a lot because like we we found that other website that's selling mm-hmm. you know 8 million different variations of a dildo on a pneumatic rod some of them some of them that like in in the video like some of them are mounted in what looks like a, a movie equipment <laughs> case yeah. And with a hole in the side so you can just carry it around and like when you're in your hotel room and then just like stick a rod through the hole in the case and put your dildo on it. And, and there's yeah. ones with, with chairs and there's ones with. So obviously these have caught on in a certain way. I know there's lots of porno videos with these things with the people with their adapted sawzalls and stuff. And I got to oh. tell you. Something built like this is probably going to be a lot less scary to somebody than a oh. uh, craftsman, uh, uh, you know, uh, doctored up craftsman sawzall. Even though <laughs> so- a sawzall really, it's, it, 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 no. I mean, a sawzall can rip through walls and stuff. So people are like, don't get that anywhere near my gentles. No, I. But but at the same time, a sawzall really only just goes back and forth a limited amount of space yes. it's the fact that you have a sharp blade on the end of it instead of a soft wiggly <laughs> yeah. rubber well dildo on the end of it so look uh, you know and the the female vagina is notoriously strong oh like, yeah. like cool so yeah i mean yeah i, mean, I, I can push imagine if if the, the this i mean these machines aren't they're they're all in the 500 you know they are there's a little tie, There's a little um, uh, Hummer hands-free blowjob sex machine that's only three hundred dollars. But everything's like four or five hundred dollars well, and looks like it's solidly built. Exactly. So you're not and you're not setting all that stuff up if there isn't a market. Okay, for it. so you want to buy a sex you're a machine? You're doing this fine Swiss craftsmanship for for nothing.
4: Now now here at it, be that we don't judge. Now let's say you want to buy a sex machine. It's like buying a car. You want to educate yourself, and I recommend going to sextoyseducation.com, all right? Because they have Machines 101, everything you need to know about buying a fuck machine, all right? So you're intrigued by the idea of getting a sex machine, but you have some questions you want to answer first. In addition to feeling excited, you might feel a little intimidated at the novelty that awaits you and the sheer number of choices you have. But what are the benefits of choosing sex machines in a sea of adult toy options? One is best for what is best for your specific needs. Don't worry, they have a guide. And their pick is the RoboFuck, F-U-K, Thrusting Machines. Machine. And they have chosen the Robo Fuck, thrusting, uh, thrusting machine, because it is the best overall pick due to its popularity, design features, and performance. This it's option got the name, is what like most Robo, people. Oh Robo Fuck yeah. is the greatest name
3: ever in the world.
2: And I, you I, can I,
4: go to HoneyLove.com and you can order this this Robo Fuck machine for a price of. How much you think that the Robo Fuck machine would cost you? Seven hundred dollars. Four hundred and ninety-nine dollars. Okay,
3: so it's right on the right on the. Yes,
4: right on. But for a limited time, you can create an account and get five dollars off.
3: Oh, excellent.
4: I mean, yeah. So educate yourself, and and you know, it it basically looks like. Oh, well, there's a there's a dick on the end of it. And it looks like a hair dryer, a black hair dryer, and it looks like it's solidly built. And you could, you could, you know, adjust it to any type of a, a high, low, whatever you want it, you know. But if that's not your style, the Cowgirl Premium Riding Machine, for those who are looking for the best riding experience, this is an amazing machine. And if you're willing to spend a bit of money for some exciting sex, this is the machine for you. And it uh, it looks like urban cowboy, you know? John Travolta riding the fucking bull. But there's a dick on the saddle.
3: It's a glorified Sibian.
4: Yeah, that's that's it's what a it looks like. It's beefed up
1: Sibian. Cowboy <laughs> yeah, and, Sibian.
4: And if you're going to... If you want to buy that, it's selling very fast. Okay, at one thousand eight hundred and ninety-nine dollars. Right. But again, you do. If you sign up now, you get the five-dollar coupon off. You know. So if you thought the bread maker took a lot of space in your house,
3: yeah, <laughs> no these 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 things are a goddamn commitment. You have to have you have to have like a secret room for you know i mean like i mean it used to be just if you were an snm that that you would you know you would have your room with where you could hang people up your dungeon sure yeah 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 and 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 that was and but this stuff is more for just the people who are i guess it's more vanilla but how vanilla are you if you have a you know i mean they're basically they're basically the uh a, a dirty version of, you know, a, a weightlift bench or something. You know, <laughs> you, you, but. you gotta, you gotta really make it part of your your home decor. If, if you're going to own <laughs> a lot of these things, I you know?
4: Mean, you're going to proudly display it next to your wedding china? It,
3: I, it's I, somewhere. It's I, go, I mean, it's going Where gonna, do you put it? It's an $1,800 it.
4: machine. I mean, it's... Yeah, it's, if it, you're
3: using it, you're not like, like taking this $1,800 machine and hiding it in your closet <laughs> and piling stuff over it and then hauling it out every night. It's it it sits there like I a sewing it, machine. <laughs> it's
4: it's and, and I haven't seen them at the flea market, so I guess that the sex machines are, are they they're doing good. Um uh, but you know they they it looks and I did I did watch a couple I'm of videos. I'm saying there's
3: a lot of there's a lot of did, videos about them. Yeah, And and you, and, you know, I mean, you were just talking in the last segment about, like, seeing something on TV (laughs) (laughs) and going, like, you know, or or drunk buying something, you know? Unless this thing is going to
4: make me fucking pancakes. If it's going to make me pancakes after I fuck it, then maybe I'll buy it, but... But, I'd
3: be very suspicious of a thing that made pancakes after you fucked it.
4: I have to say that the... it wasn't a human the, being. <laughs> come on, data wouldn't make you pancakes. I mean, t- 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 look, hey, I gotta say that the patent for the 1891, it it's a glorious looking. Machine. All
3: I'm say, all I'm saying is if you have if you have a machine, and before you fuck it, you got to dump flour. <laughs> water and egg and milk into it and then and then and then Wait you deposit the your beeps. seed. then you deposit your seed into it and then walk over to the other side to get your pancakes i'm not comfortable with that yeah not-
4: well, what, what we have to what we have to figure out is is like the bread machine this machine is for men and women Oh, sure.
3: Oh, sure. I mean, mean, you see this thing for anyone with a hole, basically anyone
4: with a hole. But, you know, a lot I bet a lot of the fucking buying uh, people that buy these things. They're men. I mean, hey, this is a ram. I mean, you look at this fucking 1891 thing. This is a. You take the pecker off of this. It's a really cool looking machine.
3: Um, Let me just mention the the video that we were talking about earlier with the the sex machine in it. When they were doing some demonstrations, and this was on YouTube, so there was no nudity in it. So when they had to actually do demonstrations, they had a big rubber butt with (laughs) with a vagina and a butthole on it. And if you notice, whenever they were showing the demonstrations, it was always in the butthole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, 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 were, they were using the butthole going, like, if yeah. it works in the butthole, it's going to work. Oh, people yeah, are like, ah, if it works work, in the butthole,
4: it's it going to work in the, the butthole, gonna... too. But- you know, they, they tout the benefits of using a fuck machine. Now, you may ask yourself, why do I need this? I mean, it...
1: Don't we get... all know the benefits of having a fuck machine? Of course we know the benefits, but, but I'm and, trying and to does
4: sell you. Speak... Doesn't that speak for itself? <laughs> I'm a huckster. I'm trying to sell you this, alright? And I'm saying up there on stage, I'm saying, look, what are the benefits of using a sex machine? Just over masturbating with your hands or having a sex partner? <laughs> well, let's look at some of the advantages. Masturbation allows you to gain intimate knowledge about what turns you on, not to mention that it's a healthy habit to have. While it's possible to get this without a love machine, having a versatile toy with different settings and options opens up a whole new world of pleasure to you. And what's the best part? Increased sexual knowledge can improve your confidence. And as you find out exactly what you like, You'll be better able to oh, communicate said, with your partner.
3: You said so, confidence. Yes, I, I it, thought you said continence at first. No, I was like it, oh it really? Improves
4: your, <laughs> it improves your confidence. And, I'm and incontinent, <laughs> and you're able <laughs> to mean, go to your you're able to go to your partner and say, you know what? Could you just fucking you pound me up the ass with 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 a goddamn uh, uh, you know with a, with one of those vibrating belts because. You may like the second machine better, and it's going to give you confidence and control. Control is the main thing, you know. You don't want – you can control the points of pleasure, speed, thrusting styles, and more, depending on the model. It's
1: And it don't ask for the credit card, am I right? Don't I, right? ask for the
4: credit card. You know, a greater relationship. these things are going to help you in your relationship. If you're 300 pounds living yeah. in your basement and you're fucking a sex machine, when you find a girlfriend, you're going to look for the on-off switch on her. You know? <laughs>
3: These things are... You're going to learn how to explain a sex machine to your girlfriend.
4: There's no risk. There's <laughs> less risk. Yeah, there, There's less risk, you know? but Wow. Well. <laughs> some people want sexual pleasure but don't want to have the time for a relationship.
3: Any and machine others. can go. They 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 invented the word haywire for machines. So yeah. you know, just let's just put it that way. You know, it's if you're thinking that there's ever going to be some perfectly safe way to have sex, there's definitely coroner's reports of well, every. You're not gonna doing that.
4: If you're a young urban professional, male or female, you know, you sometimes you just don't have the time to form a relationship, and you just don't want to take the risk of having a partner. Now, with a sex machine, you can have a realistic relationship experience without the risk of heartache or contracting STDs, and for women, there's no risk of pregnancy. I mean, these are great selling points for these I don't machines. know. I
3: don't know if the word realistic is... Uh... <laughs> fully applicable look, you can have look, an actual actual it's an actual experience of something penetrating you you're, but you're it, hesitant it,
4: to give me your credit card number i understand but look long distance relationships are difficult as anyone who has been in one already knows but you don't have to miss out on, on the fulfilling erotic fun just because your partner's away With a sex machine, you can you can have satisfying sex and pleasurable experiences, even if your lover is across country or ocean.
3: But 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 Dario, that's why you don't see people giving pitches for anything to do with sex. It's 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 not like sex is. It's not like sex. Like it's not like if you're going down to the fucking sex machine store, that you haven't. Look, um, look, you haven't already gone through <laughs> the okay. mental you're, gymnastics you're a, of of why you you're, you're buying a, that sex machine. You know a, what the advantages are. You're a Something's tough sell, gonna,
4: okay? You're a tough sell, but a love machine offers more than a realistic experience. Well, than here's, simply here's, using a dildo.
3: Here's the thing, though. It's, there's no such thing as a tough sell because somebody's going to buy one or not, <laughs> and they're I coming mean, to buy one. Nobody I mean, nobody goes into their porn store and goes like. Hello, shopkeeper. What are you having <laughs> I'm today? looking for Give something. Give me your greatest pitch. I'm no, they come in for they go, something in a Dude, sex Dude, I want machine. the big Look. boobs. You know, I want the hairy feet magazine. Yeah. Come on.
4: But you know, listen with. With this type of device, you can close your eyes and get lost in realistic sensations. And this makes for a greater sexual experience.
3: Salesman, I know that. I know that, salesman. I know that. I know when I wrap something around my dick, it feels good. That's why I'm here. Just give me the thing that wraps around my dick. That's, you know, I mean, just, I mean... Actually, the job of salesman and like sex machine thing would be like selling it to the shop, going like, "Look, man, these things go like, fucking
1: hot, hot cake makers."
4: (laughs) Can can, can you imagine that door-to-door salesman, Uber vacuum man, or coming to? I believe is is the lady of the house home?
3: No, I believe. And I may be wrong with this, but I think that used to happen back in the good old days with the massagers. I think there used oh, to be oh
4: yes, yes, okay, we're set. gonna get
3: and words. I have seen old porno movies, Dario, where there were door-to-door dild- dildo salesmen who carried suitcases full of dildos, like and then the Brush man. And have sex with the housewife.
4: Look, I let's... think
3: John Holmes was a dildo salesman at one now, point.
4: you and I are big fucking flea market, garage sale people. You're walking around and you see for sale a chrome uh, massager still in the box with different tips, okay? You're going to buy it because you know you can put that thing on eBay and it is going to sell for good money, a vintage one, and ain't nobody going to use it for a massager. Now this nope. is not really a sex machine. This is more going back to toys. But goddamn it, you're right. Those those massagers from the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. No one was using them for massages, right?
3: Well, that's like you could draw a little cartoon of the salesman back in the 40s or 50s yeah. at the ladies, and he and you you would see the little thought, the little word balloon coming out of his mouth, and it would be pictures of. Getting your neck rubbed and and putting it around your cheeks to tighten up the skin on your face and put yeah, it and down bullshit. your back and stuff. And meanwhile, the housewife is just looking at it, going like yeah. right on the crotch because um, she yeah. knows what it's for. But he's yeah. got to come in and do the pitch for the sake of decency and stuff. But you know, all he's going and you can massage your feet with this, and she's going, "Yeah, yeah, 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 yeah. Here's your money." <laughs> Here's your yeah. money. You can you can go now. Leave me with my new friend. And exactly.
4: And, and I'm it's going, not to, just, going to it's, go
3: massage my neck now.
4: It's not just a machine. It's a commitment. Okay. You are making a commitment when you buy one of these. I mean, not only the price. Okay. Five dollar off coupon is nice. Don't get me wrong. A five dollar off coupon that that could be the, the the thing that makes or breaks it for me. Okay. You know when you order something online, you get that little spinning wheel. That spins and you say hey You can get a free one and it always ends up with like 5% off but $5 off Hey I'm game But these are commitments because you're paying a lot of money This is not a bread machine You're not going to put this away and not I mean use it again and, It depends
3: and, on how rich You are actually
4: oh, well, you know sure. <laughs> what? And it says right here Keep in mind that since these love machines Tend to be larger than traditional Sex toys They're also less discreet Bigger items are harder to hide, after all. Even still, uh, even still, many s- uh, satisfied sex machine owners think the extra power is worth the trade-off. Also, there are some products specifically designed for men, which are quite discreet and portable. So you know, it, it, it's it's a lot like buying a car. You're gonna go and you're gonna kick the tires. You're gonna go and you're gonna kick the fucking ball sack or whatever is on the goddamn sex machine. you make sure that it's sturdy enough because eighteen hundred dollars, man. I can. There's a lot of shit I would want to buy with eighteen hundred dollars. You got to convince me for eighteen hundred dollars that this sex machine. You know, I mean, but the sex machines that I, that I'm looking at are are for you know. They're for uh, homosexual men and women. I I found other than I didn't really see very many that that were something that I that I would enjoy like the Westworld model. You know, and they're all you know no because highly because fallacy. they've
3: already figured out guys. Guys a bit guys are guys are fine, man. We're easy to please for the mm-hmm. most part. For the most part, except for the fetishists neurotics. Mm-hmm. We're easy to please. And really the fleshlight is pretty much the, oh, the, that's the, the, pretty much as far as it ever has to go for guys. And, and like I noticed on some of these sites, they you know, they basically have a bunch of variations of a flashlight, but it's like here's a flashlight with a suction cup on it so you can Stick it to the wall wherever okay. you want or whatever. If someone you know, comes
4: up with an eighteen hundred dollar version of a flashlight. I mean, what the fuck would that have to do? If,
3: if you have, uh, it doesn't matter. If you have the money for it, and I mean, you, know. you, you, if you're rich, you just like I want the eighteen hundred dollar flashlight. Yeah, I'm, I'm fifty. I can, I can I can yeah. program it to shut itself off if I fall asleep
4: or something. Yeah, I'm 51 you know. years old. I mean, my I know what I want. My hand sometimes asks to see other dicks, but other than that, I mean, it's I don't need I I don't see the need for uh, the benefit of a fuck machine. I think that they're they're for a certain demographic. That uh, they're,
3: they're for men and women who like to get pounded in their <laughs> offices, <laughs> and you can't. You know that's and 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 that is a a very specific thing to simulate and there's only one way you're gonna do it and that's pneumatically. Look, and I, so I can, you know, I, I mean, guess. when when we were looking at all those old <clears throat> patents and stuff, they were all just variations of pneumatic things that go that shove forward. Sometimes it was like inside of a hot tub. My favorite <laughs> is the one where you strap the dick to your to your, to your chin. chin? Yes, and it, uh, and I it, and it even right has here. a ball sack on it, so you yes, can so penetrate. so you can, so you can penetrate, yes, so you yes, can penetrate your woman from down there and still maintain eye contact with her.
4: Yes, yeah. <laughs> creepy
3: eye contact. It, just it's it's for there. Her. Yeah, it's. Uh,
4: you know which one I liked? I liked the uh, the body condom. It was an entire. It wasn't really a sex machine, but it looked like one of the Grays. Yeah, aliens, device of you know, protection
3: against you could, I mean, this diseases. Thing, it, it's it's it, out of a horror movie. <laughs> yeah,
4: it, it, it. You put this entire bodysuit on, and this was actually patented in the patent was June 9, 29th of nineteen ninety. So it prevents uh, you don't have to worry about certain d- diseases. You know, it's total protection. It's a total. It, it, it's a gimp suit that that.
3: It's a rubber for your whole body.
4: It's a rubber for your whole body. And not only it has an attachment for your penis, you can put your penis in the attachment, and, and it, you're safe. I guess that you are absolutely safe with this device, and you're not going to catch anything. Uh, but these patents that you sent me were incredible. I mean the, uh, the sex toy, the, the machine that opened up like a like, a fla- like the, uh, the Little Shop of Horrors – uh Sydney the plant it opens yeah. up you know it, it it
3: looks like a speculum
4: yeah exactly but you can it's the best way to fuck a flower apparently because you can put this thing in there and you can decide how much you want it to open and how much you want it to close and and these were all patents and most of them were, were filed recently i mean december 28th of 2010 now the dictin thing <laughs> It's, that's a nice,
2: it's, that's it's, an old one. That's a great it's,
3: yeah, classic
4: it's actually, old illustration. It's actually called. You know, we have to give credit where credit due. It's called the thrusting rod. Okay. I mean, if we're gonna, if we're gonna, you know, talk about it, we have to talk about it. It's, it's the thrusting rod. And you're right. It's a, it's a phallus that, that straps around. It like remember old fashioned headgear? I had to wear headgear when I was a kid, and it, it had a strap that went around your fucking back of your neck. And and it looks like headgear, but it's headgear with a dick and a ball sack. Okay, and and if I thought I was getting picked on with headgear, going to school with a dick and a ball sack strapped onto my fucking face would definitely get my ass kicked on a regular basis. But but these patents, they've been around everywhere. Water my massage- favorite,
3: this one's from '95, was the um. Basically, when you're on your period, it was a feminine napkin, yes, a fake yes, vagina yes, on the yes, outside it was, of it, so that the husband could have who? non non menstrual sex with a pad outside the the his good wife's.
4: I mean, who vagina. didn't want one of and those?
3: And then you could, and then you pulled it. You left the pad in, and <laughs> I mean, pulled you off you, the the removable you, vagina. You
4: take a girl to the Olive Garden. You spend a lot of money on never ending soup and breadsticks. You take her home, you're making out, and she goes, "Oh, I'm sorry, it's that time of month." You could say, "No problem, I've got, I've, I've got the insert, baby."
1: Yeah, no, uh, I,
4: in, you know,
3: I wonder if they were like, if I, I figure if you're a person who's so freaked out about your woman being on her period when you're having sex with her that you would fuck a bag on the outside of her, her. <laughs> Her pad that you might not even know that 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 wasn't just sex that you just had, yeah <laughs> you know more you know, like you, the woman'll just put that on there and go like I'll just put it on the pad and he'll 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 jerk around and then we'll be out, and then we i can didn't sleep
4: i didn't I didn't care, man, you could be building a cardboard spaceship in your backyard and i I didn't care that was the least of my problems. I was lucky enough to get an A you could yeah I didn't care, you know. But I can tell you're still hesitant. You still don't want to give me that credit card number to buy this. But, you know, I think you're probably wondering about build and quality of sex machines. And and look, I understand. When you're using something in your delicate genital area, it's important that the materials are safe. I mean, generally speaking, non-porous materials are best for, insert, uh, for insertable toys – Porous sex toys can easily become breeding grounds for bacteria if you're not meticulously careful. Now for the portion of the uh, for the portion of the machine that will be coming in contact with your genitals, choose something like non-porous silicone. As far as the rest of the machines, reading your user reading your user manual is a good way to get an idea of quality field because sex machines aren't very cheap. So you want to read reports to see how long you can expect yours to last. I mean, hey, I don't read manuals. I'm not that guy. I figured out, you know, the bread machine by fucking pushing a bunch of buttons and the recipe. I mean, you know, we don't do that. I mean, how hard could it be? But I know we do worry about quality. And I want to know if this machine's, you know, made, American-made sex machines is what I'm looking for. Damn it. You know? not me <laughs> <laughs> you want you have an asian you want an asian sex please.
3: yeah Maybe no asian i want german, german technology or, oh, yeah, or something german. like that there's gonna be real swiss swiss Do technology you
4: know that i had i had mentioned uh off mic that i had bought a um a during one of my ambient drinking binges to get to sleep these days because uh I needed. I, I had went online and I apparently saw some I don't know, some website about a Swedish pencil sharpener, okay? And it looks like a microplane. Yeah,
3: do not use that as a sex no, machine. No, this is Mario. not this
4: is not a sex machine. This is something called the Hovel pencil plane. And it's solid brass and and I it's a pencil sharpener that looks like a plane. And I bought it, and it came in the mail today. And and even though it's it's you Swedish a lot of design, it's sweet. Uh, no, you. no, I don't. I have not. But at the time, I thought I would maybe get back in the drawing, and then this would be something nice. Now, it's, it's designed in, in, in Sweden, solid brass. And I said, man, you know, this – and it, it really is nice. But you look down at the bottom, and it says, made in China. All right, now you you'll be fine. I want my sex machine to be made in Germany or Sweden, where they have where they have the knowledge and they have the you know they can make they something.
3: They have a little more experience. Exactly. With sex they, they they exactly. They, they, you know, so Americans are like, ah, does it go back and forth? We'll sell it. <laughs> in Germany, gonna, they're like we've calculated the angle perfectly and we yeah, have an. Your, your
4: Johnson, your Johnson, uh, uh, fake Johnson will be perfectly inserted into yep. your rectum and you yep. will have a.
3: Yep. Dip. They make they, 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 they figure out your perfect size. They make a custom casting for it and they, exactly. They time and it we'll, and and get it all machined perfectly, and there you go. They, I mean, it,
4: it seems like I almost have you on the hook. And and But I haven't even talked about add-ons yet. That's the beauty of the product is the add-ons. Now, some sex machines come with a piston-like device that you can add various attachments to, meaning you can switch it out to make it feel like using – when you feel like using something different. It's like masturbating with your other hand. It totally feels like a different like a different woman. You could you can you know I mean it, it's yeah that's an yeah. option with a sex machine.
3: Yeah, everybody knows that. <laughs> I mean, Everybody's listen, already thought of that because everybody has minds that are tuned to wrong. I mean so, I mean
4: uh, other options. Like some types of saddle sex machines come with a rideable portion as a non removable part of this design. So if you think you might want a variety of experiences, make sure you get one that allows for versatility. Reading the product description is the best way to find information on the
3: Whoever process. paid anybody to write that text wasted their money.
4: <laughs> text, I, you know... This, you have a picture I, I, of the I'm machine not... and
3: then you have a guy who looks like a lumberjack, <laughs> walks over... And like a chainsaw, he grabs the cord on it, goes ring, and then pushes a button, and the dildo goes, and people go, "Okay,
4: that's what Look. it does." That's Look, Chris, Chris, want. if you're like if you're like me, you're 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 worried about penetration. Okay, I mean, the, these machines come in a in a, in many different varieties, though each is meant to stimulate sex in a particular style. Before you choose a product look at the penetration depth it's capable of
3: you have to have words on your website so it looks (laughs) like a real website so somebody got (laughs) paid to put those words in there but everybody (laughs) knows that the dildo goes in and the dildo goes out and then you pour lube on it and you turn the the on on
4: you're you're (laughs) simplifying you're simplifying the product you're also going to want to check to make sure if it vibrates i mean how many setting options are there while some customers might want a machine with a ton of varieties, others will be fine with a simple setting. I mean, it makes perfect sense. I, I mean, if I haven't sold you yet, I mean, I don't know. I I, I don't know, but maybe it's the budget thing. Maybe, maybe $1,800 is a little bit above your budget right now. I mean, it's true. Sex machines are definitely some of the most expensive toys you can get. I mean, there are cheaper models available. But you'll likely be making a sizable investment when you buy yours. I mean, think about what you're willing to spend. Once you have a number in mind, you'll narrow it down, your options to the best machine to buy. I mean, come on. this is, It's perfect. I mean, what more do you need? I mean... I mean, what would you ra- would you rather be discreet about your adult toy? Do you have enough room in your closet for a sex machine? These are questions that you have to ask, and you'll need to consider it when it comes to privacy regarding your machine. Yeah.
3: Every, 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 everybody's got that <laughs> all figured out.
4: I Don't mean, worry. while yeah. some machines are compact and easier to hide, others are yes. heavy and they're large. Yeah,
3: that's, that's why you have pictures.
4: <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I just, and look, You gotta think about how much noise it's gonna make. I mean, you know, does it make enough noise? You have to consider these things before you buy it. Uh, It's an investment. It's an investment, you know, you deserve it. You work hard, you know, you work hard, you deserve nice things, you know. I know you're making a big investment, but you're also gonna wanna have a good return policy, you know. This is where it gets tricky. Let's say uh, yeah, you use your sex machine for three months, and all of a sudden you start to grow distant, you know? Your sex machine doesn't answer your text. It, it's not paying as much attention to you as it as it did before. You know, it, it's obviously thinking about somebody else when it's pounding you robotically up the ass with this business and technology. And we know you're making a big investment. And knowing the company's return policy is a good idea. If your product ends up different than you're expected, or defective in some way, you're gonna need to know how to get a refund. I mean, those are important things. Yeah. If you're gonna buy, if you're gonna buy a sex machine. Yeah, uh, Dario, I'm
3: just not buying the concept of a a, a sex machine salesman. I just <sighs> don't. I don't Look, think it's anything that exists outside your fevered imagination. Yeah. man. you're obviously
4: you're obviously scared that you're going to get hurt. Because okay, anybody
3: but, anybody who's like thinking I want to get my ass pounded yeah, by a machine no, but that's the doesn't want to sit and talk to a salesman about it. You they can use get their plenty. You can use machine.
4: plenty of lube. I mean, yeah, I know that whether I, you're a man everybody, or everybody, everybody, everybody
3: who gets their ass pounded, I'm assuming, unless. <laughs> There's something specifically wrong or right. Look, Uh, they know
4: about Uh, lube, yes. I mean, whether you're a man or a woman, keeping everything nice and slippery is the best way to have a mind-blowing experience with your sex machine. I mean, not only only will using plenty of lube feel better, it will also provide a protective barrier for your sensitive parts. I mean, without enough lube, there's a risk that you'll experience too much friction which can cause chafing. <laughs> I mean, I tend to favor water-based lubrications because they're compatible with all sex toy machines. I mean, come on, man. This is an, this is an investment. I mean, you, you can't rent these things. I mean, you, it's not Amazon. You can't use it for a month and maybe send it back because who's going to buy a used one?
3: I maybe. would bet you could. Sell, you, I bet you, you could, could rent these because you just... You just let people stick their own dildo on the end of it.
4: Yes, yes, and the last uh, sex so machines do allow you to swap out right, various attachments. From smokers right, so, to different types of dildos.
3: So, dude, it's just like the... So, so come on, it's just like the fucking bowling alley. <laughs> it, they, they, you send it back in, they take your dildo, they spray it down, put it, put it back in its slot behind the counter, and, and then you come in. And then you go size 12 and they go okay here you go here's your God. machine thank you
4: look look i know but but i mean i recommend using a few different size dildos or a couple of different types of male masturbators if you're a guy and you have a, and you're in anal pleasure opt for smaller insertable attachments that's more suitable for the butt stuff i mean it's all here. It's all. The knowledge is out there. Make your decisions before you decide to spend $1,800 on a sex machine. And lay away. You know, maybe you can put this on your credit card. Think of the points you can get. I mean, you could take one of those things that they used to have called airplanes and fly somewhere with the points that you can get from this sex machine purchase. I mean, make it into a coffee table you know I mean it's, it's to me it's a win-win it is a win-win situation I mean get imaginative
3: you're talking it, me out of it man
4: <laughs> get imaginative I mean having sex is your chance to play out sexual fantasies that may be otherwise difficult but you know that, that, that that's the pitch that's the pitch that, that, that they're giving you. It. God damn it. Yeah. I mean, if I mean, if you worked for for that company, you'd hire me. I, I could have sold. I could have sold twenty of them right now, just on the phone. The, I
3: mean, that's uh, that's the, the but that's the the point of going into the porn industry is you don't have to sell it because <laughs> you
4: just have to provide <laughs> it
3: because it's a supply I mean, and, it's the a people supply the people demand. that are buying it
4: they're, they, they they know what they want they they've made up their mind. They've made up their mind, and 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 they know. And looking back at our patents from fucking 1891, we know, we know it's always been there. You know. Oh yeah. I mean, little house in the prairie had probably had like a water wheel. Fucking dildo that would that would that would move up and, and down and in the wintertime it was a bitch because the stream was frozen and that's uh, when you Paul bring just, the oxygen. I would
3: just send you out to cut your own switch off the tree.
4: <laughs> You're out there fucking the oak.
3: Carve it you had to carve it yourself. Go out there and cut yourself a switch. I see you got the hysterias.
4: <laughs> no, but you know what? Uh, speaking of hysterias, we have to go back to female hysteria. And that was the condition that a lot of the early, early sex machines were used for. Uh, if a woman was, was a little off or a little crazy or, or, or just not acting right – it can be all diagnosed to female hysteria.
3: Yeah, that that was all code words. Yes. Just so that they could, so that a doctor could go jerk off a woman in. Yeah, in, you know, in the, the, in the doctor's the,
4: office. The salesman would come in and say, you know, you you seem a little sad. Yes, you know, you're working a little hard. Well, I think I diagnosed you with female hysteria.
3: You need a tub and rug.
4: You need <laughs> a tug and a, rub The tug and rub, and you need this this this. This uh, fancy gas uh, butane-powered steam piston, and it's going to cure your female hysteria. But all kidding aside, this was a common diagnosis during the 19th century, and and that's you know female hysteria. Yeah, and it was the, called
3: this. It was translated into this person would like to come, please. And yeah, that, exactly. That's all it is. It's yeah. like everybody wants to come. We can't talk about it. This person wants to come. Here you go.
4: And here's here's
3: a trick for you. Keep it on the down low. It massages your neck.
4: Yeah, it massages your neck, and 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 you'll and you'll be fine. And I have made plenty of. I've made a good every time I see a vibrator, a um, a massager. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say. I buy it and I resell it, and I've always have have never had one sit for very long. Yeah, never. Not even the never had to give
3: a pitch. Have you? (laughs) 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 Nope.
4: (laughs) but yeah it's it's, it they're there and and i i recommend you go you go to the website that that i mentioned uh before if if you want to see an incredible an incredible video of not just one but several different models of probably the most expensive sex machines out there um go to youtube and uh and uh go to LuxurySexMachines.com or dial or punch in extreme sex machines from sensual to brutal sex it gets worse the the brutal sex i don't know but but uh
2: it's pretty brutal
4: it, it's 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 pretty brutal it's pretty brutal it's like buy your breakfast in the morning brutal okay uh because it that it, it's it's pistons and rods and But, you know, you might not have the $1,800 budget. Just take $300, go to Home Depot. You would be amazed at how many videos on YouTube there are on how to build these things. I mean, you can... Sawzaws, Black & Deckers. If you can't afford the cordless drill, you can go ahead and buy one with a cord. Just make sure you take the drill bit off of it and put the dildo on. Don't use it when you're drunk or you're going to have a very embarrassing trip to the, uh, to the emergency room because, but it can, it can be done. And,
3: and it will be done
4: <laughs> forever <sighs> and ever So <laughs> for, speak us. And, uh, yeah, so say we all. <laughs> and I, I guess, unless you have a little bit more of a, uh, Input that's our our, our look at, at sex machines and early patents and safe sex suits and steam powered phalluses and uh and eighteen hundred dollar machines,
3: yeah, just the kind of stuff our listeners are
4: <laughs> for our, our,
3: our wealthy, wealthy listeners, yeah, yeah, but,
4: well, uh, yeah, you know.
3: Go take, yeah. go take a look, see. It's fun to it's it's fun to look to see what what it's, your friends and neighbors are up to. Yeah,
4: it's fun and just a little bit scary. I and, wish
3: we still had our Amazon. Oh uh, my god! We could see what people went out and bought a sex machine after listening oh, to this episode, but those are my favorite and we can. make some good money on an eighteen hundred sex machine if oh, got the, it through Amazon. The, but I don't know if you make as much old. money as you
4: did on the, on the sunglasses I bought my wife, which for some reason netted two true freaks a crazy amount of money. Do you remember yeah, those sunglasses? Yeah,
3: the amount of money, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. don't
4: understand why. And I don't they know what
3: they with... had some internal algorithm thing where they were trying to figure out stuff and, and certain things randomly would would track for more of a percentage and it was bizarre but hey whatever yeah those. But it was a good source of my it was good while it
4: lasted (laughs) an $800 fuck machine definitely would have paid for our fucking cost for the rest of the goddamn year
3: i would have paid for a couple months anyway at least yeah
4: Uh, you know and and, and it
3: depends on what your cut was on sex machines you know yeah. I don't know how it was compared to sunglasses but
4: and I and I realistically I know some of our users probably can't afford that that a chunk of change to so go ahead and uh, buy that machine but if you can't just go ahead and use the other hand like I said and you'll be yeah. fine you know
3: sit down uh, sit and give yourself a stranger
4: yeah yeah <laughs> stranger never that
3: sure that's when you sit on your hand till it falls asleep
4: oh okay yeah i I have heard about it (laughs) takes a little prep but you know no more prep than hauling your sex machine out of the closet i I didn't know it had a name i didn't know that it was giving yourself a stranger but i have heard of these sitting on your hand until it, it falls asleep okay so so that's our yeah, look at that. You've sex- heard of
3: that, Dario? Yeah, you've yeah heard I've, I've heard
4: of it, but I didn't know it was called <laughs> giving yourself a stranger. I. I... <laughs> so tonight, when you go to bed, fucking keep your arm in a weird position. <laughs> Get up put, at two o'clock in the Billy morning. Put
3: on Joel, "The Stranger," and, and <laughs> yeah. go down.
4: To <laughs> yeah, go down and and take that penny jar, empty it out, and 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 see if you can buy um, one of these fabulous machines to.
3: A pound a phallus up your ass. And you know, on that note, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> let's just go out on the dulcet tones of Mr. Billy Joel. And <laughs> now we're playing DJ The Stranger.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we all have a face. So- Away forever, and we take them out and show ourselves when everyone has gone. Some are satin, some are steel, some are silk, and some are leather. They're the faces of a stranger, but we love to try them on.
1: Visit our website at two true Two true freaks is always spelled. Just search Two True Freaks with an exclamation mark at the end, space, and the number two. You can find Two True
3: Freaks on Facebook. Just search for Two True Freaks. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True
1: Freaks? If you've enjoyed our show,
2: That is freaky.